Today's scripture reading is Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Tim, one of the pastors here at Alleluia. Special welcome again to uh, our visitors here today. Anyone uh, visiting us, little blessings, or anyone who's uh, just been here for the first time today, welcome. Um, We'd love to meet you if we haven't met, so uh, come say hi to me after the service. I'd love to introduce myself to you and get to know you. And uh, I hope you're all heading down the hallway for a light lunch and some fun. Uh, Get to know one another a little bit after the service. I just want you all, all the parents, to know I'm going to start my message now. So if you want to get out your cell phones and start recording me, I'm starting right now. (laughs) Pastors can dream, you know. I thought thought if I come up here and everyone takes their camera out, that would be Well, okay. But that's a... they're a tough act to follow, but it's great to be with you here today. We're, we're, if you haven't been with us the last uh, three weekends, we're in a series called Get in the Game. And um, we've been talking about a God who created the heavens and the earth and a God who wills to redeem it. Creation is broken. Humankind fell into sin. And God wants to redeem his creation and the most precious part of God's creation. And what better day to think about creation than on a spring-like day like today? Can I get an amen for that? God wants to redeem that creation through his son Jesus, who walked this earth 2,000 years ago. God became flesh to live among us and went to a cross to redeem our brokenness. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot be good enough. We cannot earn our own righteousness. But God sent a Savior to us to save us. And we then can share that love with the world. Today, Get in the game and shine. A few weeks ago here at Alleluia, in the dead of winter, we have a, a, a fundraiser here called Game Night. And we had about 150, 175, I don't, somewhere in there, adults come to this event. And it's, how do I explain it if you don't know what Game Night is? It's kind of like a great food party meets Halloween meets trivia night uh, meets fundraiser. And we come and we play game show type trivia. It's very, you know, you'd think Christians wouldn't be so competitive. But it's so much fun and there's so much energy and there's so much light and the vibe is just incredible and uh, it's a time to shine. You, you wear a costume, you fit your theme at your table and it's just kind of a fun evening. So if you haven't done game night here at Alleluia, it's always in February so hopefully you can, uh, can look for it next year and join us. It's just a great night to shine. And get in the game, the trivia. But today we're asking, as we end this series, how do we get in the game and shine our light for Jesus? If we are given the light of God and Christ, how do we then 
become a part of God's redeeming work in the world? How do we get in our groove with God? Because here's the deal. If Christianity is just going through the motions, just jumping through the hoops, then it's, it's not worth it. Christianity is a faith in Jesus as Lord to embrace the light of Christ and then share that with the world. And we have a mission here at Alleluia, and we're, and we're not uh, ever ashamed to mention it. We have a mission here as a family of faith to enable all to come and connect and commit to Jesus, to a person, to the risen Christ, Jesus, God in flesh who rose from the dead and promises us through his death, paying the price we could never pay on the cross, to save us from our sins, to, to say our mission in life, the, not you know, metaphor now, work with me, the game, which isn't a game in the, in the worst sense, but a game being involved in the mission of God, get in that game with God, with one another, to enable us to do just that. Helping people come to Jesus, commit to Jesus, connect to Jesus. He is alive and wants to change our lives. I want to jump quickly with you through some scriptures to connect the dots for what we heard read today from our our base text in Matthew. Isaiah 9, verse 2 says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. This is an Old Testament prophecy. It was was written, it was actually proclaimed to God's people, Israel, 700 years before Jesus was born. So let me ask you a question. How many of you have had several books and details about your very personal life written 700 years before you were born? How many of you had a prophecy told about you seven centuries before you were born telling the city you'd be born in? Details about your family tree. The kind of life you would live. Details about your own suffering and your death. Anyone? Me neither. But Jesus did. Jesus did. And in this prophecy, Isaiah is using a verb tense which says God's redeeming work is already in motion. He hadn't come yet. The the promised Messiah, Jesus the Christ, hadn't come yet, but Isaiah was prophesying that he was coming. So hold on to that thought. We're going to jump to John 8 in the Gospels. The Gospels uh, mean good news. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. From the very beginning of time in Scripture, there is this, there's these opposites playing off one another, light and dark. God is light. His word is light, according to Scripture. His ways are light. Darkness is the world. Darkness is sin. Darkness is death, brokenness, hopelessness, and their intention with one another throughout all of Scripture. And now Jesus, who the Isaiah 700 years before he was born, comes before the people. He's out in public, and he says, I am the light of the world. Who says that? You want to have fun this week at work? Go to your colleagues, go in the lunchroom, go in the break room, and stand before them all and go, I am the light of the world. They're going to look at you funny. They think you're nuts. Who says this? Well, Jesus did. He claims it. He takes this authority 
He says, I am that light, the scripture, I am the promised Christ, I am the Messiah, I'm the one prophesied 700 years before I walked on this earth. I'm him, I am the light of the world. It's what had him crucified. His penalty, the sin was blasphemy, proclaiming to be God. That's what the religious leaders of the day put him on the cross for doing, saying things like this. He was the promised Christ. And now back to today's text. Come full circle to today. Um, Matthew 5, verse 14. Let's pick it back up. You are the light of the world, Jesus says to his followers. All right, everyone, turn to someone near you and say those words. Say to them, you are the light of the world. Try that on. Turn to someone and say that to somebody. Now turn back to the person that you had that exchange with and go, wait, what? Go ahead and say that. What? Because I don't know about you, but even, ever since seminary, I have wrestled with Jesus saying this to me. Because I'm all on board for the prophecy. Yep, Isaiah was right. He's coming 700 years from now. He's going to walk this earth and save God's people and change the world forever. Yep. And Jesus standing in the crowd and going, I'm the light of the world. I'm like, yes, you are, Jesus. You are the light of the world. I'm on board. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to live in your light. But when he looks at me and says, Tim, you're the light of the world, I go, what? Me? I'm broken. I'm a sinner. I wrestle, as you do, with your own dark places. I am not worthy of Jesus saying that to me, am I? So how do we get from here with Jesus saying that to us, to there. How do we get from here to there? I mean, it's a leap, isn't it? The prophecy's great. Jesus saying it's great, but looking at me and saying, you're the light of the world. Wait, what? How is that possible? You're the light of the world. I'm not, I'm the one who receives your light and it changes my life, but I'm not the light of the world, am I? Am I? Are you? How do we work this out? Well, growing up as a child, I learned some really cool songs in church. And when I was, I'm going to date myself, but when I was growing up at church, the cool songs were sung at Sunday school and vacation Bible school, right? I mean, the B-I-B-L-E. Anyone know that one? Yes, that's the book for me. I uh, I was like, jam, that was my jam, and then there was some um, deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Boom, 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 boom. And then you take out a word, but you keep doing the actions, and you're like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But then there was this one. As the kids sang today, uh, I, I was thinking of the one that we learned that, that connects to this text today. We held our finger out, and we sang this little, I'm going to what? Let it shine. And I was like, yeah, shine it all over the neighborhood. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah. I had no idea as a kid what that meant. I was just doing the song. Don't let Satan it out. And then the weird verse that hurt my brain as a kid. 
I, I thought the lyric, you know how we mess up lyrics to popular songs? I thought this verse, which is hide it under a bushel, which in Jesus' day, and, and still today, a bushel basket, it's this big basket, holds about eight gallons. It's a, it's a form of measurement in Jesus' day. And you're, I may be freaking you out because you thought the same lyric, you thought it was what I thought it was, but I thought it was hide it under a bush. I was like, why is this the action for a shrub? I don't get it. Hide it under a bush, and then I thought it was, oh no. But it's hide it under a bushel, no. Anyone else or just me? Just me, okay. But here's what Jesus is saying in our text today. No one lights a lamp, which in Jesus' day looked like a gravy boat, full of oil, olive oil, and then had a wick, and then it would be lit and put on a stand to light up the whole house. He says no one does that and puts it under a clay bushel basket. They let it shine. He says no city can hide on a hill at night. It shines. Drive down to the loop on a clear night and look at the lights. Can you hide Chicago at night? Jesus is saying, if you're a Christ follower, you have my light. And then you take my light into the world. It's not so much my light, it's having the light of Christ in me and then sharing it with those who cross my path. It's witnessing to my faith for the sake of God's glory, as Jesus says in the text, not my own. Christianity is not about building up enough good deeds, as Jesus says in this text, to give ourselves glory, but to give God glory. So a couple, three things to think about, because it's one thing for a pastor to stand before you and say, yeah, get in the game and shine. It's another to be given a couple things to think about as to best how to do it, how to actually do it. So the first thing Jesus is saying is, don't hide it under a bush or a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, is have a visible faith. The first thing is have a visible faith. So we want to have a visible faith. At Easter, which is about six weeks away, um, Jim came out with his family and the pastor stopped him at the door and he shook his hand. He says, Jim, how come I only see you at Christmas and Easter? You need to be in the army of the Lord, Jim. And Jim looked at the pastor and said, I am. And the pastor goes, what do you mean? And Jim goes, I'm in the secret service. <laughs> now, that's a great joke. But God calls Jim and you and me to get in the game and let our light shine for Christ as a visible faith, not just a Christmas faith, not just an Easter faith. To have a visible faith all to say that I don't do good works to be saved. I, I'm saved to do good works. I have the light of Christ to be out in the world shining my light for Jesus. The second thing is to think about is shine Christ's light where it's dark. No one needs a flashlight when you're in a bright place. I've been doing some 
plumbing in our, one of our bathrooms and, you know, one of the main issues, whether it's a sunny day or not, is I need a light to see what I'm doing. It's dark under there. And Jesus is telling us here, you know, I'm not calling you to be the light of the church. I'm calling you to be the light of the world. To take my light out into the dark places. To have a light that shines beyond these walls. So a question for each of us, is, if we're people of faith, is, am I shining my light as a person of faith? Am I, am I witnessing to my faith by my words and my actions, my thoughts, my behavior? Do people see that in me outside these walls? A, 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 to even push that out a little further, does anyone know outside of my church family that I'm a Christian? Let your light so shine before others, Jesus said, that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The third thing, shine together as the church. Yes, we all go out as individuals and we all have our own lives and Jesus calls us wherever we are to bring that light to those places, but he also calls us as community. He gathers us together. The, the word in the Bible for church is ecclesia in Greek, and it means the gathering of people. It doesn't mean the brick and mortar. It means the people. And the ecclesia, the church, is called to be the light of Christ together. There's more power together. Someone standing on a hillside at night with one light might be seen, but 2,000 people standing on the same hillside with a light probably will be seen, and the church together is better. Why is it so important? Why do we have to come to worship? Why do we have to be involved in adult learning and, and youth learning, and why do we have to be a part of mission? Because we're so much better when we're together than just one, and we're so much better for the world when we're a united force for Jesus. And so a couple, three things to think about. As you think about this last thing, I want you to watch a short video in conclusion here about the ways this amazing church family lets their light shine. Watch the images. Take a look at the screen. To another light, no more sorrow and no more light. You're the light, let it shine now, let it shine now. Burning bright, cause we're not ashamed. Got a world to illuminate. You're the light, let it shine now, let it shine now.
got a light, Jesus, and we're going to let it shine. If you are visiting us here today and would like to be a part of that, we'd love to have you join us in our mission. We have a new member class orientation coming up, if that might be you, next month. You can get all the information about that at the Welcome Center or contact our church office. God, the creator of all life, has a mission for the world. Make your light visible. Bring it to the dark places. And do it together as a family of faith. Let's pray. God in heaven, we give you thanks for sending the light of life, your son Jesus, the savior of the world, into your creation to redeem it. We thank you for the cross, by your son's sacrifice, we are promised the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Lord, thank you for loving us so much that you would send your life. Now empower us by your Holy Spirit to share his light to all the world. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said together, Amen.